Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, the modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me as always, the lovely and talented, freshly back from the UK, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla, or should I say, uh, top of the morning, governor. <laughs> Oh, I like that a lot. Well, yeah, I'm just could... I'm just so pleased in this particular political environment that I was let back in the country. Yeah, I mean, true. I forgot. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, I don't know how many papers you had to sign to get back in. But, oh my uh... gosh. Well, I I laugh because I really obviously you can only laugh when you're the person not at risk. But I am a you know Puerto Rican, um, you know female American. <laughs> you never know when those statuses are going to fall into the same you know bucket. So that is true. That is well, true. and you know we joke around all about you know both Steve, my husband and I both were both of our grandparents immigrated. So, you know, oh. hello, recent immigrants. Yeah, <laughs> you know? seriously. Well, how was London? London is, you know, in my opinion, the best town in the world. So oh, I call it London town. And oh, my gosh, <laughs> I it was just so amazing. And I think the biggest thing for this trip was I talked before about um, how I really spent the time connecting on LinkedIn and asking people favors, going for the big ask, asking people to connect me with wonderful, wonderful people. And I just promised them, look, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm trying to make really amazing connections. And people came through for me. And I just want to give a little bit of a teaser. I'm going to have so many of these people on my show. They're absolutely amazing. But I met uh, Timothy Hughes and Adam Gray, both authors. Timothy wrote Social Selling. And this is interesting, um, influencing buyers and change makers. His concept of change makers is awesome. But Adam Gray, I met Danusia, Melina Durbin. I met Graham Hall. I met Carolyn Taylor, Louise Cox, Annie Hutchinson. I mean, I, I'm literally, I'm just name dropping at this point because it's like, ah, you know, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome season on the podcast because we have a lot of, lot of great people coming and, the biggest part was that all of those meetings involved fantastic food and even better champagne. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how many how many if you had to put a number on how many bottles of champagne you consumed? Well, I know at the Goring Hotel, which is the hotel where I think Kate Middleton got ready for her wedding, um, we consumed three bottles wow. of champagne over that uh, what a three or four hour meeting. Wow. <laughs> There were, there were three of us. There were three of us. All right, so that's a bottle each. I mean, did you just get the bottle with a straw in it? Is that how it worked? Or... <laughs> I have never thought of that, but no, I do not drink champagne as such. <laughs> you, I think you should. I think it should be a trend for you. I try and keep it classy, Dan. All right, keep it. Well, then uh, drink it from a paper cup then. <laughs> well, be I mean, just the places I went. And this is also, you know, if people are willing to give me some time and, and connect with me, I'm willing to, you know, treat them to a fantastic, you know, set of drinks, a fantastic, uh, you know, lunch or breakfast or whatever. And, uh, I mean, I was at the Savoy. I was at the Goring Hotel. I went to Burner's wow. Tavern, Jamie Oliver's 15. I had drinks at the Ritz, which, oh, my gosh, Louise Cox and I about fell over when our drinks were served at the Ritz. So... <laughs> This is a little travel tip for people is that, you know, a lot of people stay away from the big, high pricey, you know, places for drinks and and lunch. They oh, it's too pricey. I'll go get something on the street. But honestly, if you go for lunch at the highest price, you know, places, lunch is always, you know, affordable. And then, you know, for the places that are just completely out of my budget, I make sure I meet people for drinks there. 
the cost oh. of, you know, two drinks is like there is, you know, like going to a fancy lunch, but you get to have the most incredible atmosphere and the most uh, over the top service. Right. Uh, you know, but and, and it just creates a vibe and just a wonderfulness, a richness to, you know, the start of the meeting. It's like it's something special. You're cueing somebody up to say, oh, let's have a great conversation. So it's my little my little tip or trick. I do that all over this last year. I did it in some great places in New York and Chicago and um, San Francisco. It's just it, it's it's my best tip. Wow. That's that's kind of exciting. I'll I'll mark that down for the next time I go over to uh, to London. Well, you you just next time you and I need to travel together on a around the around the world podcast tour. Oh my gosh, could you even imagine that? <laughs> it oh, would be pretty awesome. It that would awesome. it would have to be a video podcast. I think we could do like a series of like uh, Facebook Live things. Listen, if just... I could make a way to make that work and pay, I would quit my job. <laughs> Oh my that God. sounds that would so be, much fun. Oh, good Lord. Even if we just did it for, well, two days, I think we could have a good time. <laughs> but if it, if, if it spanned out for a year, I think that would be even better. Yeah. We All right. Well, hey, I, I don't want to, uh, I, I know we've got a lot of stuff to cover today, but I just wanted to say happy yes. birthday tomorrow. <gasps> Thank you. I know. Uh, it's, it's the last year of your twenties. So I'm, I'm, just curious. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> it's what, also what I refer to as the 15th anniversary of my 30th birthday. Yes, exactly. I tell, I'm going to be, uh, uh, how old am I? 57? I'm going to be 60 in three years, so I tell everyone that it's coming up on my quad quinceanera. Oh, I <laughs> So that's what I like I'm, I'm excited you, for. You need to throw a party and just have, you know, four, you know, change into four different outfits. Oh, yeah. I've got four uh, prom dresses. That, okay. I mean, uh, prom oh. outfits. I okay. I was like, make. you have the dresses? Now yeah. I'm really disturbed. You, you can tell it's early because I didn't filter myself there. That's not even close. You know, I every year I do wear my my uh, my green wig, and I'll be dusting that off for tomorrow morning when we when we post this podcast. And just be assured, you know, that, that the green wig will be in full force. Now, tell me... Uh, I, I have to ask you about this green wig because yes. I've been wanting to ask you about this for quite a while, but I'll just ask you now. What? How did that trend get started, and where did you find a green wig? Well, you, it's not hard to find a green wig on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, oh yeah, yeah that's true. That's I mean, true. there's I, I've had these for years. <laughs> you know, I have oh, I have an actual <laughs> bin in my closet that is you know, St. Patrick's Day party shirts. Oh so, really? Oh yeah, because it's my birthday, so oh, I can okay, wear a different right, one. Yeah. I can wear that all all month long, and I just I just have you know I just go go through a, a lot of them. Although I did see a new one this year that I thought that you know maybe a little off color but kind of funny. And it's oh, what did it say? Please, I'm said, always in for off color. Um, drunk lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Oh yeah, that so. is. Did you you got it? I did not get that one yet, but maybe oh. I should. I, I do try and add one per year, you know, oh to it. But, gosh, you know, you but I don't I don't always do. You know, I try to make things even more funny than just, you know, dumb, you know, right. uh, 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 dumb drunk humor or whatever. Right. But my Kiss sister, me, I'm Irish or whatever. <laughs> my sister Tearsa sent me one the other day that is literally a picture of St. Patrick with the halo behind him. Yeah. And it says, I drove all the snakes out of Ireland and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> that's pretty funny so anyway but we digress we digress now let me ask you this because i i suffer well i i guess i 
I, I shouldn't call it suffering, but I'll say it anyway. I, I suffer the same plight mm-hmm. uh, as you by having a birthday on a holiday. Yes, because you do. Because I, I, I was uh, born on New Year's Eve. and was Your mom, was she just totally hacked that you, you know, um, were not a New Year's baby, or was she glad she got the tax deduction? No, it was I, I was daddy's little tax deduction. I was, oh, uh, okay. I was born at about 2 in the afternoon, so not only uh, was I a tax deduction, but... Uh, I missed having to uh, f- uh, forcibly sign up for the draft. <gasps> oh my gosh! Because that went into effect at twelve oh one a.m. on nineteen sixty. So I, uh, I was born in fifty nine. So yes, I did get to live in the fifties uh, for eight hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or 10 hours, I should say. 10 oh, hours. Oh, that is a crazy piece of uh, trivia. That is so I know. amazing. Like, what I are know. the odds? Yeah, I, uh, well, uh, for me, apparently, uh, I won. Right. <laughs> Something. I should have bought a lottery ticket back then. Oh, but, my gosh. That's but, funny. yeah, but so what is it like for you? Because for me, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because it's awesome being born on a day that everybody is partying and right. has plans and going out and doing stuff. And on the flip side, it kind of sucks that it's on a day where everybody has plans and either doesn't want to go out because drunk driver's on the road, whatever the excuse is. So it's kind of bittersweet for me. But I can imagine that with a day like St. Patrick's Day, uh-huh. it would almost be like a built-in birthday party wherever you went. Oh, it is. And people, like, literally, you if you go out, you will not pay for a drink, let me assure you. Wow. <laughs> like, because you're Irish for the day. But if your birthday is on St. Patrick's Day, you are really Irish for the day. So, wow. I mean, it is. I think my birthday is better than yours. But you got you get better parties. Like, you typically are going up to fancier parties or things like That's that. That's true. That is but true. But they're a little bit more done up. So it would be odd for someone to bring you a gift. Whereas mine, feel free to bring me a gift. You know, it's, right. it's pretty right. low key. We're just going <laughs> to, you know. So we're just going to be hanging around and, and doing fun stuff. But I am notorious for having hosting like usually every other year, Cafe Prisca, where people have to bring the talent. And I know you've, you've done things at my birthday party before and oh, yes. read books and, uh, you know, read yes. poems and all kinds of crazy stuff and all kinds of get ups. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I always require people to put into it. I don't even I don't even care for a gift. Can you bring your gift is. Okay, I want to be entertained. Let's show right. me my talent show. And I've had people do like Zumba routines for me, wow. uh, read, you know, write poems and, and read them. I have even, get this, since moving to Kansas at my birthday party, I have had someone lasso me. That was what? their talent. Yes. Okay. So this is so funny. So wow. like I'm, I always tell people, oh, they're all like, oh, I'm not talented. I'm not creative. And you know how much I cannot take that. Yes, you are. Right. What is it? Brian is like, well, all I can do is, you know, lasso the, you know, the cows, this rancher friend of mine. I'm like, great. Lasso me. Bring bring a lasso. Bring a lasso. He (laughs) did. And seriously, then we went outside at like, in you know, we're in the middle of the the Cafe Prisca stuff. We go outside and he sets me in a bar stool, like way down, you know, down the driveway. And he totally does. I mean, from a far distance, he gets me, you know, but of course we start carrying on and then everybody starts chanting in the crowd. Do it while she's running. Get her running. Get her running. You know, so I get here. I am in my heels, you know, running down. And we're in the middle of the country, running down, you know, Wes's, uh, uh, you know, uh, driveway, which is not even paved, you know. No, I was going to say, just the, the thought of that would, uh, no. would be worth a YouTube video. And he totally, he totally got me, just wrote me wow. in. Wow. 
I mean, it's impressive, right? So. Yeah, no, I mean, especially at a party where there's probably been alcohol served, and the fact that he was actually able to lasso you while you were running in heels. Oh yeah, that's that's like wow, that's a sitcom all of its own, right there. Get points just for running in heels. I feel. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, that's kind of exciting. You know, I think I'm going to just go ahead and. Uh, officially change my birthday to St. Patrick's Day so I can experience some of that fun instead of it is the best birthday I have I think it would be I think St. Patrick's Day would be an awesome uh, birthday to have because number one everybody's out Mm -hmm. in a public place because it's not a lot of fun to celebrate St. Patrick's Day you know home on the couch with a bag of chips and a beer (laughs) right but here's the the thing i did not expect though this is unbelievable to me because think how many people could have you know their birthday on saint patrick's day one out of 365 right so we can do the math there of what the odds are um well i don't know if we can but somebody can (laughs) (laughs) but how many people literally did you know there is a section in almost any place you go in for cards right now if you went in not only could you go to mcdonald's get a shamrock shake right now but you can go to any you know store that sells greeting cards and there is a section for saint patrick's day birthday cards if what is i know this is so ridiculous i I have not seen that it wouldn't have even occurred to me but then this happened like i don't know six or seven years ago i started getting cards that were St. Patrick's Day is your birthday and blah, blah. I'm like, who makes this card? This is so odd. I'm like, oh, certainly they got this online and it's, you know, this small number. No, no, it's a thing. Like there you can get like they'll have like five or six cards available that it's just for the people who have a birthday on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. I don't even know to say. I did not now, I know that. Friends who share the birthday with me, but I don't know. Totally crazy. Wow, uh, again, is. I digress. Sorry. Well, I think I think you should. Uh, I think tomorrow you should at least uh, do a Facebook live around the office with your green wig and just have all of your staff uh, wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day and a happy birthday for you. Will I do. Think that would be. Will I think that's important. Right. Well, will you wear a green wig if, if I if I say? Well, I you know I. When you told me about the wig thing, I actually got a little bit jealous because I don't really have any sort of. Uh, you know, haberdashery that I would personally wear on my birthday, being that I shaved my head. But I'm I'm gonna go out and get a toupee. <laughs> I'm gonna go get one of those really cheesy looking comb over toupees that like oh my gosh, people in their 90s have. Uh-huh. I, I, uh-huh. I'm gonna wear that on my birthday. Uh, either that or I'll find some sort of roadkill. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! Shaved head with just a toupee. I know, right, right on the top, that like is, almost like a. That puff is hilarious. Ball. Oh, you'll love this. You know, in El Salvador, you know what in Spanish what they call a uh, a um, comb over. You know, when a guy does oh, a comb over, yeah, yeah, they yeah. call it they call it loan sharking. Loan because sharking. You're borrowing something you can never pay back. <laughs> Just you know, I'm not joking. It's true. That, That's the word they use for it. That anyway. is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, loan sharking. All right, I, I'm going to remember that because that will come up on a uh, on a pop quiz somewhere. Will it? Okay. Pop. All right. And speaking of pop quizzes, <laughs> is this a marketing podcast? <laughs> this is a marketing podcast, but with today uh, we haven't done this in a while, and so I thought I would spring it on you. Okay. Uh, I want to do a pop quiz. Okay. For you, I will be like uh, I will be the moderator, and you will be the question answerer. Okay, well, we've indulged ourselves completely on this whole podcast, so we better make the meat of this. Like I know, yeah, it better be good. But uh, (laughs) so uh, I'm sure we'll we'll find something meaty to talk about. So here's uh, my first question: Is what 
was the first snow globe you remember having? Um, God, I don't know that I remember ever having one. I did buy one 2000, maybe 10. It actually has yeah. the year on it because oh, it does. What, reason what? it was a keepsake. But I mean, it, this is like in my adult life, I bought it for my kids and it's a deer. Oh. My, my daughter loves deers. Yeah. And I bought it to go with all of our Christmas decor, which she laughs at me all the time because like if we ever go into Target, she's like, are you sure you want to go in there? You know, you just spend money on on house decor that we don't really need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's ouch, hilarious. Ouch. But it's yeah, true. Thanks. It's so many times I've looked at her and, and said, you know what? You're right. I don't. Let's just go, get, you know, have a have a coffee and sit and talk. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously! That's but funny. yeah, I bought one, so that sits that that gets put out every year with right. our Christmas stuff. But I didn't have that kind of a childhood, and then you have to remember too how much we moved. Oh, so like, that's right. That's so right. little that kind of got like tchotchkes are not a thing right. in my family experience. There's right. very few coveted things that are getting passed down. There's probably like there's five of us girls and there's probably only five things that are getting passed down to us. So so we all have to choose very wisely. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So snow globes were not a high priority. No, not really. And with five kids, I mean, when we were traveling, which we traveled all the time, so you would think that we were, you know, you know, you know, have the potential for having a lot of souvenirs, but having traveled, you know, all of Europe and, and all of the U.S. for sure. But, you know, when you have five kids, you don't typically go, hey, everybody, get a souvenir. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to even Disney World and not coming home. So, you know what the the thing was, my, my family's always been pretty fixated on the actual experience itself. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, let me mark that down. Scratch. scratch. Question. (laughs) All right. Well, that's, that's off the list. I just threw that card across the room. But my just kids like are that. having a very different experience, and they love it. They they get that snow globe out and they play with it. They love it. It's like a good memory oh, for them. Really? It's, their, it's their childhood. My kid, I, I've we built this house and we've brought all three kids home in it. So my kids are having the exact opposite experience oh, of a childhood than I I had. And they've got you know we live out in the country. They've got you know a, a um, clubhouse made out of the trees. You know, right, 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 uh, right. You know they've got two fire pits on our land. They've got their trampoline. They've got our chickens, you know, all the stuff. Right. I'm, I'm looking outside going, oh, my gosh, what kind of childhood is this? I know. Right? Who, who has that kind of childhood? So It's so strange to have a, you know, have your own children experiencing such a different childhood than you had. Right. So snow globes for everyone mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. I'm all for Very it. Good. I'm all for it. All right. So here's uh, now this will be an actual uh, like a business question. OK. So what do you think is the biggest misconception of starting your own business the biggest misconception and there's only one you can only pick one oh misconception about starting your own business well i think this idea that i don't have a boss is a really interesting concept oh interesting this misconception this misconception is if you can do whatever you want Right. You know, you're, um, or as Nacho Libre says, um, you know, I am the, what does he say? I am the master of my own destiny. I will have yes. my, my hot day and my, my glory day in the hot sun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reality is, um, it, you know, is that when you're an entrepreneur, you, you do have a boss, quote unquote, a boss, you know, that in, in terms of, 
you know, your clients ultimately are your boss and, you know, people are going to buy from you or not buy from you. But I think this idea, I I wouldn't say that someone directly is your boss because, yes, you still can choose what to do, when to do it, how to do it. But the reality is, is that just not having a boss doesn't give you total freedom. So that misconception between having no boss equals no equals total freedom. No, it doesn't. You're tied down in very different ways. Now, there are ways that I choose to be tied down. But, you know, the risk, the high risk that it is, I mean, you know, some entrepreneurs are putting their, you know, putting their house on the line or putting their own credit on the line or um, or they're just putting, you know, walking away from maybe an incredibly well-paid job, which some of them do. You know, it's just not total freedom. That's the biggest right. misconception. And so you have to you have to be faced with your own shortcomings constantly, which for other people would not be freedom. That would be actual torture to see mm. at every turn your shortcoming coming home to roost. Right. Wow. That's a, that's that's a very very uh, sobering fact because I I personally have kind of fallen into that where when I've gone out on my own I go I like being my own boss I've got no one to answer to and then I realize holy crap I've got a ton of people to answer to and right. and the the clock being probably the biggest one. Right. Well, the clock and, you know, every other Friday, I've got to come up with a pretty good number for payroll. Right. Yes. And I'm looking around saying, you know, nine families are dependent on the profitability of this place. And that's an incredibly sobering thought. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. That's yeah. When you when you realize, I think that that their livelihood is literally in your hands. Yeah. I, I can only imagine the, you know, the the added pressure. Right. Well, and for me, uh, also, I'm I'm the sole breadwinner in my family. So, you know, for me, my whole family is predicated on the success here. Oh, (laughs) you know, so it's true. I I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And we have been we've worked that way for 14 years. So it's working out, but it's still just because it's just because you're used to it doesn't mean it's not pressure and you don't feel it all the time. Right. All right, now let's ask another business question. Now, okay. I do have a couple more silly ones to throw in there. But, oh, okay, uh, cool. So here's uh, my next business. Uh, my next business question to you is: I know that when you were in London, mm-hmm. that you talked a lot about the future of social media, right? And so let I just want to know, and I I know we've talked about this before, but I I I always think it bears repeating: what is the biggest pet peeve? Uh that you have in regards to social media? Well, you know, uh, first let me break this down. So when I was in London, I was speaking to market researchers. So I'm speaking to people in the industry and um, I have very different pet peeves for people who are in our industry as opposed to people who are outside of our industry, what they think. Um, Within our industry, um, I one of my pet peeves is us always using jargon and, you know, Mm. talking about like getting really on the bandwagon with what the trending thing is and yet not being necessarily the big doers. And this is interesting. I've had to think about this very clearly lately. I've had a lot of companies calling me and basically saying, um, hey, you know what we do for our company is we put you in front of the right people. We have a list of 50, you know, companies out there ranging from, you know, mid-sized to Fortune 500 companies, and they have projects that range from 20000 to $500,000, and they're looking for people like you, and we want to broker the deal and be inside. I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, right. but I'm a marketing company. I'm marketing myself. I'm good. Right. You know, I'm not saying there's no value in somebody doing something like that. I just think this is what's interesting. 
I've questioned myself, why is it that I'm getting so many calls and so many, you know, emails about that kind of stuff? Um, and I think it's because people that are in like uh, larger corporations that need to get something done, there are a lot of talkers and few doers. And I think mm. this is, this is what's in our industry, you know, um, even people get into positions, you know, inside a corporation. By the time you've worked yourself up into a position in a marketing uh, department in a large company, you know, those ships are very hard to turn around. And also, in the meantime, you just spent, let's say you spent the last six years, you know, working yourself up and getting into this, you know, say now you're the digital manager at XYZ company. Well, in the last six years that you spent trying to impress your boss and get this done and get this promotion, the last six years, I've been like learning something, maybe two things every day. It, the, the industry in marketing and digital marketing space change at su such a rapid rate. I am doing everything I can just to keep on top of it. But if you're embedded in this corporate culture, you've got a million. I mean, you've got, you know, for crying out loud, you've got Margarita Monday to go to. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know, you've got a million other things going on that are layers and layers and layers on top of your job before you ever get to improving your job. Like, and they'll send someone away for one, you know, one conference a year. Oh, go learn what's going on with social media. You know, it's not typically a, an intensive learning environment. And uh, this is me saying what my my life is. My life is an intensive learning environment. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like freaking Master Chef, you know. Uh, it's like a Petri dish, uh, <laughs> a Petri dish of learning. It's like, I've, I've likened it before to, you know, to Project Runway. It's like, you know, do your very best with very little and let's critique you really fast. Right, right. <laughs> you know? um, and so I am constantly in the doing. And so I guess my pet peeve with people in the industry is, hey, guys, come on, more doing, less talking. And mm. I think that's why we eventually like we're very attractive to um, to. Um, what's the word strategists because they go in and they evaluate a whole company and create a strategy and they're like here's your annual marketing plan and they deliver it and that's amazing it's impressive that's not who I am I, I don't do that that's a huge skill to look at all the analytics and deliver hey these are our KPIs these are you know let, let's take a look at our cloud score let's do and I'm going to throw all this jargon in and they throw all the jargon in blah 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 Okay, great. But what are you going to do with that? Right. Who's going to take right. that and put that onto a transparent project management board and break it down into micro actions that need to happen in order to achieve that goal next year? And that's where we come in. So my pet peeve in the industry is that people talk a lot of jargon, but there's not a lot of documenting the very next action step of like, I talk to my clients all the time about on Monday, next Monday, when you come in, let's say you sit down at 830. What are you going to do? Is that mm. clear to you? And that is not clear to most people in our industry. Okay. So my pet peeve for people outside of the industry is, well, I've talked about this time and time again, people saying social media is free. Oh, yes. It is a free platform. It is not a free marketing um, tool. Right. And, you know, people are like, hey, I have $1,000. Can you spend it on Facebook? Sure, I can. But you're going to have to pay me to do that, to create the ad, to manage it, to A-B test it, you know, to really hone the copy in, to pick the audience, to all, you know, there's just so much that goes into making something like that work, which leads me into the other pet peeve that I have. Sorry, you really apparently asked a loaded question. <laughs> I think I, I think I uh, I kicked the hornet's nest apparently. Wow, I have more where that came from. But the next right. one is like where people make statements to me, like, "Oh, Facebook doesn't work anymore." Oh, or, yeah, you know, the, the old generalized statement. Exactly, Twitter's dying. 
or, you know, these kinds of things drive me up the wall because what they tell me is that people aren't telling me anything about the channel or about the channel's capabilities. What they're telling me is something about an experience they had. Right. So they, it's almost, it's almost like that somebody, uh, went out and tried something on Twitter. It didn't work and therefore the entire thing's broken. Exactly. And I hear that all the time. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, not correct thinking, right? Right. And so right. they don't go back and do the math of like, why? First of all, maybe they're not even on the right channel. That's a real possibility. There's certain things that Facebook does that's amazing. And even if you have to pay for it, it still produces amazing things. I got to tell you, you know, this idea of like, oh, it's pay to play. And so it's a total bummer and leave Facebook. I'm like, wait a minute, pay to play. If I want to really get to my right audience, there are a lot of things you can do to really, you know, uh, really target an audience. Here's a free little tip. I mean, you don't have to choose their audience. If you have a database, you take your database and you can upload the email addresses into your Facebook ad and say, hey, Facebook, only deliver these ads to my raving fans and here are their email addresses. If the email address you upload, which you've been given as an opt-in, um, if you upload that, and that is the email address that they use to open their Facebook account, then that matches up and Facebook will deliver that ad just to them. So that's an effective way to find your same raving fans, right. you know, and deliver, you know, some kind of a call to action to them. So that's a tiny little tip or trick, but you know, I wasn't really meaning to, to get into a tip or trick, but I'm, all <laughs> I'm trying to say is that, you know, there is a lot to know about every single channel. And so this idea of, if some if you do something that doesn't work, making a blanket statement is really right. not helpful. And it makes me, you know, also, you know, when I ask a few questions, I get curious when someone says that. Tell me why. Tell me more. How would you do that? Did you A-B test it? Did you use different, you know, what did you A-B test? Did you A-B test the graphic with the same copy? Did you... Right you know like what what was the process and how long was this and because even for 20 bucks i can go and do an effective testing and find out what works you know so this idea that you know these blanket statements that 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 really tends to drive me nuts and and it just it it, it does tell me that people truly don't understand these tools which right. is why there's some marketing companies and marketing experts and digital marketing experts and i know there are a lot of people out there saying they are and they're not but the reality is there are a lot of people out there saying they are and they are. They are doing very effective work. And you even, you know, even for us, if you're paying us to do it, you should be checking our work. There should be real, you know, uh, key performance indicators, um, KPI. I, you know, I hate to throw out jargon without, you know, saying it, but <laughs> there, you know, there should be, you know, real things that you can do to measure what they're doing. I don't believe in the fact that you can measure everything. You can't get a return on investment for everything you do. Especially right. branding, um, uh, you know, or brand awareness or these kinds of things are softer kind of ideas, even your PR. But right. you can measure things. And the reality is, is that I realize that people aren't measuring. They feel that this ad did better than the other one. They feel that, you know, Facebook didn't work for them. They, you know, and they're not really basing this on facts. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, now I've got a few uh, fun ones. Now, okay. these are going to be rapid fire, so okay. I don't want you there to you even go. think about them. All oh, right? <laughs> okay. All right. I know. Get ready, because okay. they're good. All right. Scotch or bourbon? Bourbon. Toilet paper roll over or under? Over? Gosh. <laughs> are we going to have a whole podcast about that alone? I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I prefer it under. What? 
it. I do. I you know do. what? Our world tour is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as long as we don't use the same toilet paper roll, we'll be fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, 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 mozzarella or cheddar? Was it fresh mozzarella? Uh, there's no caveat okay, on it. It's just, it's just cheese, for God's sakes. If you're looking at it on a plate. Um, mozzarella. All right, very good. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was uh, that was like a rapid fire thing. Okay, I felt listen, like I, you asked I me about marketing. I'm totally fine. You just said you were going to rapid fire me about the. I'm, I'm my hands are sweating right now. <laughs> All right. Well, one last one. Xanax or Valium? Oh. <laughs> Don't know, but I'm willing to try either one of them. Uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, yes, please. Uh, hey, can I, I mean, you know, this is my podcast at the end of the day, but I've got one other pet peeve. <laughs> no, no, you have to clear it through me first. What do you, what, go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Oh, no, I just. You can do what you one. want. We could, we could even go to a drive through and just talk to the person there about oh, marketing. Gosh. I think that would be fun. That would be pretty funny. Actually, that'd be hilarious. Okay, so here's another thing that, you know, how many times have you heard people say that, you know, they don't want to do marketing or they're not going to pay for advertising because they're going to use word of mouth? Oh, I'm not even, well, I guess I kind of am in the industry, but I've heard that, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that word of mouth isn't, you know, yeah, that's great. You know, I mean, of course, if you want people talking about you, I mean, come on, who's going to dispute? Hey, I love compliments. That's what I'm going to live my life on. Right, right. (laughs) Right. But why do people give you compliments? Because you do something that, you know, makes them actually give you a compliment. Right. So you have to do the thing in order to garner the compliment. So the same thing is true with word of mouth. You know, my question is always, oh, great. So what is going to be the trigger that gets their mouths moving or remind them to talk about you? Or, you know, here's the biggest thing for me is great. So when people give you word of mouth, you know, what are they actually going to say when their mouths start moving? And, right. and have you in any way been able to guide that? Have you been able to load their lips, so to speak, with, you know, what what it is they're going to say about your establishment? Do you want them seriously 100 percent in control of your message? And this is I'm going to use this as, a, for example, this happened to me yesterday. Really? So, yeah, I was at I was um uh, at at the spa, I was getting a facial and right. um, somebody said, my esthetician says to me, oh, my gosh, which I, this could be a whole nother episode. I hate getting facials. It's like literally torture to me. It's really? like, oh, my gosh, I hate it. And I, I, I think love them. I I, love you're them. so funny. You love <laughs> I know. I've, I'm in touch with my with my inner woman. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm just I'm 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 just trying to pay the piper. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, get it. <laughs> yeah. I got to do something. I got to like full think that bait on, on some degree, but I hate it. So it literally. Wow. So she's always trying to talk to me and keep my mind off what's going on. I'm also very claustrophobic. So if someone over my face for an hour is just like, oh my gosh, I just, I seriously want to curl up in a ball in the corner and just eh, rock wow. a little bit. <laughs> so anyway. Xanax or, uh, or, <laughs> or <Valium. laughs> So she says to me, oh, you got to try this new place. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but she's like, sure. oh my gosh, it's so awesome. And I got this and I did this and and she, she literally said back to me the entire brand and tagline that I had just created for this place. 
No. Yeah. Uh huh. And she's like, Oh, and you got to try. It was totally sincere. And I was laying there just smiling. I'm just like, I am not going to say a word. I want to hear the no. whole thing because I want to hear what she says about this place. And yes. if it's things that we actually spent the time on the website, on the sign, on the branding, on the every, you know, the rat card, the, the whole shebang. Is she getting the message that we sent out? She almost like repeated me back to me word for word. No. And I was like, and she, and literally, and then the next thing that she said is just like, yeah. I said, oh, no, I did say one thing. I said, yeah. And I heard Facebook's pretty much blowing up about it. Oh my gosh. I know it's so great. Word of mouth is just the best. Wow. But yeah, but word of, see, this is the thing. I think people feel that if they do something, that word of mouth will automatically be generated. And in some cases that is true, but for the most part, it's like when people say, Oh, I'm going to build a website. Mm. And then they sit back and go, why aren't, why don't I have a million dollars? No, this was a press release that went out and somebody in the local newspaper covered it. Then it was on the local news. And then people started talking about Facebook. You know, we have a targeted campaign going on on Facebook. Sure, sure. And so, yeah, you know what people are talking about? The article in the news that came out. Wow. They're talking about what people said. That, you know, so what the word of mouth is about advertising that's been put out there. Yes. And, you know, whether it's PR and so it's not, you know, a paid, you know, commercial or whether it, whatever, those are effort and, you know, time to craft, you know, the right connection. So people are giving word of mouth, but that doesn't, you know, rare is the one where you literally hang a sign and people start talking about you positively and just, right. you know what, I'm going to just stop in. I've never heard of this place. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but do you really want to build your business and your potential future profitability on the odds of that? Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that, that's an awful big dice to throw. It is a big dice to throw, but I love it when people, you know, it's got, it's kind of my same pet peeve with like a oh, word of mouth is best. And then. Uh, you know, so this effective campaign that's been done behind and people are talking about it. So it's actually word of mouth. So people think, oh, cool. you know, I could have not paid for advertising. But it's the same right. exact thing as, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the overnight success phenomena. You know, so oh, becomes famous. It's like, oh, yeah. And then overnight they became a success. That person's been working 20 years at their craft. And then yes. all of a sudden they became famous or popular and so oh it's an overnight success no believe me that person remembers all 20 years work yeah. in obscurity <laughs> it was a lot of overnights <laughs> a lot of over i there always say I'm, I'm just you know 15 more years you know um you know to put in before i'm an overnight success <laughs> right exactly that how cool was that though to be sitting there yeah out in public somewhere like that it when it wasn't a setup and somebody repeats back to you the very uh, campaign you put out. Oh, yeah. Like, that must have been I, – I can only imagine how fulfilling that must have been for you to have a complete – well, I don't know if she was a complete stranger or not, but no. someone who didn't know, or they might have yeah. known, but, but repeated back to you that same – idea i i just, she genuinely I'm... didn't know i i worked on it it's a very small wow. business she happened to be a friend wow. of mine in town and and so i did a lot of work for her and right. you know so yeah this person my, my esthetician she knows i'm in marketing but that's why we right. talk about marketing things but you know for her it was the little bird experience why i named my company little bird marketing because when you feel like you're in the know and you're like oh a little birdie told me oh my gosh you got to go here she literally right. had a little bird moment and told me like a secret oh my gosh i'm going to turn you on to the very coolest thing priscilla it's blah 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 and i'm like hmm Mm-hmm. How cool. <laughs> oh, see? Yeah, that was me. 
Yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, I don't want to not give credit to my client. I mean, she did a lot of hard work and, you know, it's like, you know, it's not all sure. oh, little bird, you know, whatever. But it was right. it was just so, uh, you know, vindicating. And it was it was it was super cool, you know, to see someone succeed who chose to invest in their own idea. Right. You know, right. so I love that. Anyway. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, I'm going to send you a, a great picture of my green wig, but um, maybe next year you'd wear a green wig with me if I sent you one. Maybe you know, here's do the it thing. In solidarity. If you, if, you, uh, if you send me a green wig, I will wear it for most of St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> this doesn't seem like, like, you know, like completely, you know, like you're like you're in it to win it. Well, I mean, I, I work from home, so it, I, I don't know. It's like if I had to answer the door and the UPS guy's there and I'm wearing a green wig and my pajamas, like, I would never come back to my house again. What? You live in California. Are you kidding me? People well, come, I know. I, people come to the door in much weirder things than green well, wigs in California. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> if they're wearing, like, an executioner's mask and like, yeah, rubber boots. Yeah, let me assure you, you are not the weirdo yeah, in California. Right. I, and I believe I'm saying something with that. I know, exactly. I, I would probably be the norm, I think. Okay, that. well, this would like, I think we should do all of our, um, all of our podcasts like this fun and funny, but can we do somehow cut out the part where I sweat, where my hands sweat from like the concern <laughs> about what you're going to ask me? <laughs> no, I think we should leave that in because I think that humanizes you. Oh, okay. That, that puts you in touch with your, uh, with your core audience. Well, I was thinking, I'll, I'll end with this, but I was thinking about my birthday, um, this morning, you know, thinking about it being tomorrow. And I was right. reflecting on my best present I ever received. And it, I, I can't remember if it was eight years old or nine years old, but I received my very own bike for the first time at oh. eight or nine. And I, I have very few memories of my childhood. I like, I, I just, I, it, it, I have a very hard time with, with memories, but I remember this thing. It was a midnight blue Schwinn, um, you know, with a banana seat with the flowers on it and the tassels. But I remember the color. I, I will forever love the color midnight blue. I mean, you know, for the being the fifth of five girls, everything was a hand me down to me. Oh, sure. sure. And, you know, getting this brand, nobody had touched it. Nobody had ridden it. I was just like, I literally, I could have died and gone to heaven right in that moment. I remember that, like that childhood joy inside me of just. Well, it was yours. I mean, with the capital Y. And not only mine, I mean, it was, it was a thing of beauty. Let me just tell you, it was, it was uh, nothing really can top that. I get it. Yeah. Well, well, uh, let's put a caveat on that. Nothing can top it until last year. Oh my gosh. It's when you got an true. auto harp oh, from yours truly. Oh my gosh. That, you know what? I have to say, it's the same kind of joy. That is tapping into the exact same child, childlike joy. It you really, know, had I, had I done my due diligence and uh-huh. really remembered, cause you had told me the bike story, I should have taken it out and got it custom painted midnight. Oh, <laughs> no, it's really beautiful. You shouldn't touch that one. That my auto harp. Oh, you don't want, you don't want a custom blue no, auto harp? No, it's so beautiful. It's all warm and oh my gosh. No, my auto harp is just exactly how I want it. But here's another gift that I really like. This is, we talk about this in my family all the time. Sawyer, um, my youngest, um, Steve yes. took him out for, to get me a present and he's going through, you know, the aisles and he just wants to let him pick out something like this. He picks up this sock monkey, shows it to Steve and goes, her is going to love this. <laughs> he's so little, but we say that all the time. We, I'm literally not a week goes by in our house when somebody, you know, gets something that's really awesome. They're like, her is going to love this. <laughs> 
That is such a great line. Oh my just, god! And if you know Sawyer, it's even funnier. And the only yes. sad part of that is that that you know that sock monkey was really important to me. So he, he stood on, sat on my desk all the time, and it did burn down in my old office. Oh no! But yeah, since then he's bought me another one. But you know. oh, okay. I was gonna say it's. I mean, nothing can obviously replace. No, the first one, no. But, uh, but her really did love that. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh, oh good lord. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to do an outro for this. That's, uh well listener, if uh if her really did love this podcast, <laughs> we would we would love to get some feedback from you. And you know, of course you can always uh leave us some love on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast. Oh, that's from. what I want for my birthday. Can you give me an iTunes five star rating? That's my birthday gift. Mm-hmm. I've I've already done that, but I'm sure someone you. else can. You're you're no, I... you're you're exempted from every gift from here on out for having given me my. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna. You know what? In the next five years, I am mm. going to at some point. I am going to get you a midnight blue custom made flying V auto harp. All right, I'm that's wa- it. I'm waiting. I don't even know what that would look. like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, I, it'd have to be a custom made. It sounds good. So. I'll just send you the bill for it. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> don't you hate that? It's like you go out for like a birthday lunch and then you have to pay the bill. Okay, can I end one other thing? Somebody literally. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm not even going to name names. Someone recently, somebody I in town, I just don't even think has any class. Literally, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I want to, you know, I'd like to reconnect with you about this or that. Hey, can I go to lunch or, you know, I'd love to take you to lunch or coffee. I'm like, you know, I really didn't want to have this long conversation. I'm like, coffee's fine. I'll meet you for coffee. I go down there. Right. And right. I meet him for coffee and he doesn't even buy my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh my gosh! Okay, All I right, digress. I'll, Let's I'll, end this broadcast. No, that's good. But no, I got to now. I have to tell you one of my experiences. Okay, go. So when I was at work, we had this one guy who notoriously always like just didn't pay for lunch. Right. He forgot his wallet, or he didn't have money, or it's like, hey, can you? I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger. Yeah. Uh-huh. So finally, so this guy comes into my office. I remember this as clear as day. He goes, "Hey, let's go out to lunch. I've got the cash. I want to take you to the best lunch you've ever had." And I mean, seriously, it's like no holds barred. So we went to lunch. We had appetizers, drinks. We had we had dessert. And I kid you not, at the end of the meal, he goes, "Oh my God, I left my wallet oh my somewhere. Gosh. Can you pick up lunch?" <laughs> You can't make that shit up. <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot make that up at all. At all. So uh, so the next time we go to lunch, I'm going to leave my wallet at home. Sounds I'll good. let you buy it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, so listeners, uh, hopefully uh, you haven't left your wallet at home, or at least your like wallet. So please go to uh, the Little Bird Marketing Company Facebook page, our website, or wherever you've downloaded this podcast from, and leave us some feedback, because we'd, we'd really like to hear from you and what you want to hear on this podcast. So for the Little Bird Marketing Company, this has been Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, saying happy birthday, Priscilla, and of the rest of you, have a great St. Patrick's Day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.